0: Mexico. This is the longest running and most prolific early learning podcast in the world and part of the reason is because of uh, Nicole Halton right here with me from Inspired EC in Australia. How is winter going for you?
1: It's nearly over.
0: It's Uh, nearly over.
1: It's at the tail end. It's at that time where you open a window or you open the door and you can smell like the spring flowers. mm Mm-hmm. I don't know Mm -hmm. if you get the same flowers there. Some of these are probably Australian specific, but you just smell them in the air and it's like you can feel the breeze on your skin and it's just amazing. Best Uh, time of year
0: the the sun is still trying to to kill me here at the beach so between between 10 a.m and about 5 6 p.m i i try to stay out of it but uh you yeah. know I'm a, I'm a soft delicate flower so i can't get a can't get a exactly. can't get a sunburn but but the other the other morning i felt there's this this I, I i don't know what it was there's this feeling in the air like hey fall is coming so uh um, so the sun is I, I kind like
1: that. I like the, the promise of what we call autumn, but I do like that. But as soon as it starts to chill off, I'm like, oh no. No. <laughs> I'm just I'm a warm weather person. I should be in a much warmer climate than I am in.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure you should. <laughs> <laughs> Well we're going to talk about the Nirvana fallacy in a little bit but uh got a couple got a couple housekeeping things uh listeners you know if you've listened to the recent episodes I got rid of the uh the uh, call in number because uh I just got to keep a little bit of my privacy from the United States federal government cuz fuck those guys um yeah. so if you want to connect with the show you need to go to myplayhaven.com register it takes a moment you get a confirmation email you reply to that you're in and then you can uh you can post questions or comments and you can message me there i'm working i was working on it five minutes before i logged on to zoom with nicole working on a a voice recording plug-in there so you can push a button and from your device record and leave voicemails that way for the show so hopefully i'll have that up and running soon um other than that play haven is just a a fun place. About two dozen people visiting there now. Some are just lurking. Some are posting. It's uh, it's it's growing. And I don't know. It's it, I want it to be a early learning community of practice. And I see the 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 longer it's there, the more potential I see. But we'll see what it turns into. Um, also, we got to check in with Nicole about the blood question. So, Nicole, and I, I've got Is a this list of comments. Another one you like
1: mushroom? ready? Or want a body mushroom to grow? Kind yes, of. Yes, this might question. be
0: this might be the mm-hmm. best one yet. Oh, um, God. So, if you could have your blood replaced with something else, Chocolate. but it would. St- it was. St- <laughs> 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 All right. All right. I think that's, chocolate is a I good didn't one. I don't even
1: know the rest of the question. <laughs> well,
0: that's it. It, it. it does the same job as your blood. It's just something different. So I think chocolate yeah. would be really good. Um, you, you got a, you got a glass Ooh, of milk. You cut you your just,
1: finger and it's like, yeah, yeah. Done. I think that'd I'm be good. great.
0: I, I like that Uh, listener, listener, Debbie. Hey, Debbie uh, messaged over at Playhaven uh, just yesterday that uh, she would, she would like bubbles um. I th- I th- I think I I I chose mosquitoes at first, then I moved it to tiny snakes um, because I wanted to feel I wanted to feel it slithering or buzzing that throughout feels, my body.
1: That feels very like Indiana Jones or something.
0: Yeah, I don't think Indy would like the snakes, would he? Um, no. Yeah, but it's that yeah. same
1: sort of crawliness, isn't it? Yeah, yeah
0: see, I see I like I I like that that jumpy feeling. I think it'd give me all the time. Uh, Stephanie, she picked a great one. I think she, she picked glitter, which I think would be great because you accidentally cut yourself and then glitter splays out. Mm-hmm. I, think, yeah. I think Debbie's Bubbles is a is a good one too. So yeah. uh, listeners, listeners, if you uh, have thoughts on what you replace your blood with, myplayhaven.com, uh you can you know, you can post those to the whole world or you can send me a private message. Now, Nicole, before we get into the Nirvana fallacy. I had, uh, I popped to the shop earlier today and uh, I had an interaction.
1: So, <laughs> <standing>. <laughs> so I,
0: I acquired a little bit of your lingo, um, had a had an interaction with a human being that I initiated. And I, I need to know if I was a hero or bully or, mm-hmm. or a combination of the two. So you are the judge. So okay. I'm walking, I'm walking out of the shop. I've got my, I've got, I don't even remember what I went to the shop to get. Um, walking out of the shop, uh, heading for my bike, got uh, got my stuff with me. And walking towards the entry is is a dude. He uh, he takes a last drag on a cigarette, just flicks it down to the parking lot. Oh, my God. And uh, I was feeling a little bit uh, a bouncy, I guess, because uh, I, I said, hey, dude, I'm going to need you to pick that up and throw it away.
1: Oh, my God. I love that.
0: And he just kind of froze. He stopped and he looked at me and he said, are are you going to make me? (laughs) And there we are. And I said, no, you can't make another human do anything. We're just going to stand here until you decide to do it by yourself. Oh, and I my. smiled at him. I smiled at him and shrugged my shoulders a little bit. And then he steps to one side like he's going to go around me. And I, I stepped to that side and a little bit closer to him. <laughs> and I'm just making eye contact with him the whole time. And then he picked up the cigarette and put it out and put it in the trash. And I said, thank you. And our, our interaction ended. Um, am I a yeah. hero or a dick?
1: Hero. I I don't care you can be a dick about that stuff I don't care but so the reason I say hero um my husband was riding his motorbike one day I think he was on his way home from work or to work or something and someone threw a cigarette butt out of their car and it landed in his lap as he was driving he's also had another one hit him in the helmet and he actually had his visor up at the time i don't know why he had his visor up but he had his visor up and yeah it got him kind of on the face um so they're the kinds of things that really piss me off <laughs> like so dangerous so irresponsible but also it's like an environmental hazard and it's like just because you choose to smoke doesn't mean i need to deal with your crap <laughs> like yeah no here hero 100
0: I think, I think the crotch is the last place I would want somebody to flick a, a lick cigarette. Absolutely. I think that's, I think, Absolutely. Uh, I think that's, that's not good. Um, so I, I also thought that my, my inter- I'm glad to hear I'm a hero. Um, yeah. I think I was kind of a bully and kind of a dick too, but no, I kind no. of enjoy that. Um no, that's fine. I, I, I got to thinking about it afterwards, and I think it is It is uh, also, we could spend a little bit of time, uh, because I think it was a, a risk assessment, um, a risk-benefit assessment um, yeah. opportunity, because as I'm deciding to do this, I was going through a checklist in my head about whether this was too risky to actually yeah. do, <laughs> and... And so play along with me here because, um, first, this dude, old white was dude, okay.
1: old,
0: old white dude. Um, so he look, dude? was he a big? Oh, no, absolutely. He wasn't a big dude. Um, <laughs> he was, he was an old white dude that I knew I could probably take if it got physical. Okay. Yeah, um, good. and, and that, that's the only type of person that could be because I couldn't do that with a child
1: no
0: because then then I'm being a dick um I couldn't do it with uh with with any any female human being because then it's so the patriarchy um I'm being Ooh, a dick that
1: well, way that no that sucks you should be able to call out a woman as well, well gonna do yeah, like
0: if I mean yeah but well we'll get into the Nirvana fallacy in a little bit oh. um uh uh, no, we maybe I should be able to, but totally I couldn't because then I'm a dude and I'm being an aggressor and uh, and yeah. I can't do that. But also it had to be a a, a white dude because uh, white privilege, white old old white guy. I mean, so it could only be another old white guy, and it couldn't be.
1: So, Go ahead. Is, I do have a question. Sure. Where you are is is this a, is this a gun toting state? Are we at risk oh, of like yeah. having a gun pulled?
0: Sure. Well, I mean, this is America. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I know uh,
1: that. but <laughs> I'm like, I know there's some places where it's a little more prevalent than others. It's like, is that a risk? Did that factor into your risk benefit? Is someone going to, and so for, you know, for reference point, we don't really, we have guns here, but you, people don't carry them on them typically. And if they do, they're criminals. So, you know, it's, it's not, it's not something that happens. Um, but we have like knives have become a big thing now. So that runs through my head. It's like, if I'm going to road rage, someone who cuts me off, what runs through my head is, are they likely to get out of their car and stab me?
0: sure sure Well, i, I didn't even take i didn't even take that into consideration well maybe yeah. because he he looked like like a normal citizen if he was if he was legally concealed carrying um those dudes in my experience are they're they're not going to get a little confrontation like this isn't going to involve in having a gun pulled uh-huh. on you um especially at uh you know 6:45 in the morning right um sure. So, but, but also this is taking place. I, I know there's, there's parking lot video cameras. So if it does get physical, I'm absolutely sure he's going to throw the first punch because I'm not <laughs> going to. Um. So, so we got that going on. Um. And, and so, and and of course it's not going to be a bigger dude than me because I'm not going to mouth off to somebody. Look, no. I'm, I'm a smart ass, but I'm a, I'm a wily smart ass. Um, so, uh, Hey, Hey, this is this is a warning that's going out to all the old white guys that uh that live along You're my stretch of beach. You're on notice with your uh <laughs> your cigarette butts and your dog poop. I'm gonna be yeah.
1: Ooh, there's a new yeah. sheriff.
0: There's a new sheriff in town. Watch yourselves. Um <laughs> so that was a that was a fun adventure.
1: That is a fun adventure. And look, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. You know who's good at doing stuff like that, who's good at being like the sheriff in town? Kids. Kids are great at that, at saying, hey, you dropped rubbish. You need to pick that up. Like they will happen and they can get away with it. Sure. So what you sure. really need is a kid who accompanies you everywhere and can be that person that says, hey, you dropped your cigarette butt. You better pick that up. Mm, yeah. Well, that might be fun. <laughs> that might be problematic. but
0: My, the, I think the problem would be my experience is kids require a lot of a lot of upkeep. Um, and, uh, I'm, I'm past that. So, uh, um, maybe an an ideal world, um, speaking of ideal worlds, let's talk about the nirvana fallacy. So this, this is something I think that comes up. I want to talk about it because I think when programs are looking at changing policies or changing programming or anything like that the nirvana fallacy can be an excuse for not taking action at all um and so i pulled this up on uh, logicalfallacies.com if you're if you're a fallacy nerd uh, i want to check it out so the nirvana fallacy is um here's the description they've got comparing a realistic solution with an idealized one and discounting or even dismissing the realistic solution as a result of comparing to a perfect world or impossible standard, ignoring the fact that improvements are often good enough reason to make a change. And so we come up with these idealized pictures in our heads of what our block play area should be like or what an art project should be like or what our toddler room should be like. And then we look at reality and there is usually a vast, vast difference between our idealized version of things and the real world version of things. And then we get we get frustrated and we give up and we refuse to to act and act and move on things. Um,
1: thoughts? Okay, first thoughts. I did Google. I Googled and I said this to you in an email. I Googled because I'm like, I want to make sure this is nothing to do with Kirk Cobain. So let's just get that clear. Um when I did Google and then went, oh yes, okay, I know what that is. Um yeah, I very much see that we do that in early childhood and and, and in different ways. It's like a part of it for me is as you say we have definitely got an ideal of what we think things should look like um and then we get to this point where it's like well it doesn't look like that so it's you know not yeah I don't I don't know I think we get stuck I think that so I see this with get stuck
0: I see this with self care, right? So, so people they have this idea that they're going to start taking their care of themselves, and they're gonna they're gonna start exercising. So they're gonna start going for a, a three mile walk every night after work, mm-hmm. and they've got this this picture in their head of oh I'll, I'll go home and I'll change into my 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 comfy clothes and put on my walking shoes and I'll I'll get my earbuds in and and turn on the Child care bar and grill podcast to keep me company on my walk. And uh, and I'll head out and and it'll be oh, it'll be nice. There'll be a nice breeze and it's not going to be too hot, a little bit overcast. And and I'm going to do my walk and it's going to be great. And then they get home and they're tired and they can't find their shoes and their earbuds aren't charged and and whatever it is. And so very quickly, the the vast gaping pit between their their idealized image and the reality of life um, makes them makes them give up and and Hmm. uh, and and not take that first step or maybe they go for the walk maybe they make it out on the walk and instead of being able to make it three miles they make it uh, three quarters of a mile and they feel frustrated like they
1: failed and give up after that and so is it around unrealistic expectation You know is that really the problem Uh, and you know if we think about it in terms of early childhood are we having unrealistic expectations about what things should look like um, or should be like so we were talking about this in our office the other day and we're talking about um environments and um someone that we kind of know in the sector changed jobs and went to a service that on the outside everything looks amazing Um, you know like their environments look amazing like they're very beautiful and you know they have lots of documentation and they have all of these beautiful things and so she had this expectation that that's what the service would be like and that the practice would be good quality as well so when the environment looks beautiful she thought well the practice is going to be great as well they're going to have you know Be compliant with ratios and they're going to be interacting beautifully with children and they're going to be facilitating you know discussions and all this kind of you know stuff that i suppose she had in her head and then when she got there the reality was completely different and you know it it, they were working outside of ratios they were always short-staffed they you know, the staff didn't seem to understand why they had the environments that they had. And so their interactions within those environments were pretty subpar. And, you know, it's the gap between what was really happening and what the vision was or what it looked like and what people were expecting to see was huge.
0: Yeah, so I I think we use this, and look, I do it all the time. We use this as this fallacy as as a tool it's it's an easy way to to put off doing things and making changes, right? Well, I can't I can't make things perfect. I can't create my idealized platonic view of what black play or what this this program is going to look like or how this policy is going to be implemented. So why even try? It.
1: Yeah, um, and it's funny. I've got a really good example for that actually. Now that you've said that, um, so back when you know I was working in a service we started doing bushwalks with our children and you know we had this beautiful stuff going on and we'd go out and we'd spend you know a good hour out in the bush behind our service or forest maybe I don't know bush is very Australian isn't it But, but out in nature we would go out in nature and we'd spend you know a good hour or so out there and you know people used to come from other services to visit and to ask us questions you know how do you do that and what do you do and tell us all about it and so we'd sort of share all of that but then you'd have the same people who'd say oh well we don't have bushland right behind our service so we can't do that and so they would then just get this very oh we're not we, we can't do that it won't be like that so we won't do it and the same sort of thing happened with our outdoor space you know we had we would built um this kind of man-made river our outdoor space that the children could actually get their feet in and get wet and move rocks around and you know it was self-matriculating is that the word (laughs) i don't know if that's the word but you know it was this we'd put a lot of effort into it and you know we then had people go oh well we we don't have a hill that we could do it on at our service so it wouldn't be the same and it's like it doesn't have to be the same what you need to take is a concept or an idea and, you know, and I see that actually with um, the services in Reggio Amelia in Italy. You know, there's so many services here in Australia, I'm sure it's the same in the US, um, that say, oh, we're a Reggio service and we do mm-hmm. this and we do that. And, you know, they're trying to import something, this idea of something, and the the reality is quite different. They're They're not there and they're not, they're not the same they can be inspired by something but context is so important you know like I I just think people either use it one way or the other they kind of want to be that or they use it as an excuse not to even try as you say you know just to go well it's too hard because it could never be like that
0: yeah and and we don't we don't do this usually intentionally it's just kind of one of those things we are we are wired and or socialized right. for and so i think just being aware that this fallacy is a thing might help you jump yourself when you're feeling like you're not taking on the things you might want to take on yeah. um so so it's 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 uh It's it's kind of one of those check yourself kind of situations where you can like, okay, so I've been thinking about making this change and I know, you know, I've got this idealized version of it, and I know reality isn't gonna look like that. And so I haven't been pursuing it. Mm
1: -hmm. And so why? Yeah.
0: And then you got to ask yourself, well, would would just a little bit better, a little bit closer to that idealized version be an improvement? And and in most situations it it is. Yeah. And and so the fact that you can't get to that that perfect idealized uh, rough and tumble space or playground or 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 classroom setting, art area, uh, tinkering space, whatever it is, the, the fact that you can't make it your idealized perfect version doesn't mean you can't make it make it better.
1: Or make it a version at all. You know, sometimes it's you're not you're just not doing it at all because it's like, well, I can't get it to look like this or to be this and so i just won't do it at all and then that that has that impact of the children missing out on an opportunity and you know often what we've got as the perfect version is our perfect version it's not the child's perfect version you know we talk about that a lot with environments so many you know spaces that we set up are you know, we, you know, we can talk about aesthetics being important or whatever, you know, spaces being engaging or inviting or, but ultimately that should be for the child. And, you know, what I think might be a amazing block space might not work for children. You know, that's my expectation of it. And so, you know, perhaps the child's is somewhere in the middle and we could actually get to that, but we're not prepared to try, as you say, whether it's, you know, willingly or consciously or not um but yeah i think you know having that as a question too like who is the space for and you know particularly when we're talking about environments and what's the child's version of perfect you know it's like we might have our adult version of perfect but what's the child version of perfect
0: yeah yeah this is this is a way we can freeze ourselves in place and not take any action instead of taking what what we've been recommending for here for years here at the Child Care Bar and Grill is is baby steps towards yeah. towards change and implementation. Uh, a great example that um, listener Clivette, listener and caller a uh, former caller when when uh, she she posted on uh, Playhaven the other day Clevette posted that uh, hey i could i could something along the lines If i could send you a voicemail but that's too much fucking work jeff um uh, <laughs> but but she's been posting on the Playhaven uh site she's been making some changes to her programs uh art craft area and 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 changing it up to try to make it more child led and so she's just making little changes over time and then she got a new group of kids and that that means you got to start over with the relationships and and uh, what they're interested in all that kind of stuff so um instead of not trying anything because she she couldn't have that idealized version she's just taking these these baby steps and making adjustments based on on uh, what the kids are interested in. and and slowly, over time, she's creating more of of the arts and crafts area that she'd like to have in her program. Um and so that that all- allowing your your version of Nirvana to freeze you in place uh, is is really, really kind of hindering,
1: yeah, absolutely. And you know, I mean, you kind of used that example before of you know starting to exercise or something and that there can be those deliberate choices to allow it to freeze you into place and then sometimes it's the non-deliberate but you know with exercise it might be oh well I need the perfect yoga mat and I need you know new active wear and I need new joggers or runners like I need you know this and then I need to make a playlist because I need mm-hmm. to have the right music playing or, you know, like, so it's it's like a procrastination technique, you know? Sure. Like,
0: yeah, absolutely.
1: Whereas if I just went, you know what, I'll just put on like a crappy old T-shirt. It doesn't matter. Um, you know, it doesn't matter if I haven't got a yoga mat, use a towel, like it's those kinds of, it just get it happening, you know, especially if it's something that you realize is important to you or important to children, then just do it. And those small steps, you know, and small changes add up. and they have that compounding effect and they're often so much easier to implement than trying to make one big huge change. You know, it's like you're making smaller bits of progress. So, you know, those changes to that art space, you might not feel them on a grand scale, but over time the play changes and the interactions change and you can look back in six months time and go, Oh, wow, we do things differently now. You know, they use this space differently now, or, you know, it's like you'll see it over time rather than that big one dramatic change, I suppose.
0: Yeah, and you know, fifteen, twenty years later, you might have reached that uh, that nirvana okay. you were wanting to create. Well, the
1: nirvana might look different. You know, and that's well, that, the thing too. The nirvana changes. You know, like it, we change, and our idea of what perfection is or what something might look like at its best. That changes; it evolves. You know, I think back to when I first started in early childhood. The things that I thought were amazing then, I probably look at now and go, "Well, that's a bit shit." You know, sure. <laughs> I like to think that it will change over time, and you've got to be able to change with it.
0: Sure, as we become more experienced and 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 more aware, we are, our our version our visions change. And and look, I think I think total nirvana. I think that would be kind of kind of boring. Um, yes. over, over time, having everything perfect all the time, because, well, I mean, partly because part of my job is complaining about shit on the internet. Well,
1: that's um, how would you do that? <laughs> so,
0: I mean, if everything was perfect, what would I, well, how would I spend my time? If there weren't, if there weren't, if there weren't old white dudes throwing cigarettes in parking lot, right. what would I, what would I do? Um, I, I, well, here's the, y'all. here's the logical form for this, for the nirvana fallacy. X is what we have. Y is the perfect situation, therefore X is not good enough. And so we, yeah. we built this little kind of recipe in, in our heads and, and it can really be, be a roadblock to moving forward. So oh, I want to wow. spend a little bit of time on that. If, look. In the perfect world, by the time I post this episode, I'll already have a a post and and PDF one page handout uh, outlining the Nirvana fallacy uh, posted on the Playvolution HQ site. But I know myself well enough to know that that's probably not going to happen. But it'll be there eventually because because I wrote it on a little like index card. So uh, someday that'll be there, but probably not attached to this episode. Uh, when it gets released because I live in the real world. I don't live in nirvana. Uh now Nicole before we ask every wrap up I got to ask you something very important. It's it I've okay. been concerned since we logged on. Have you been to the spa lately?
1: No, I. Have you
0: done like a face peel or something? Well your your skin looks radiant. No.
1: No, do you okay, know what it is? Ask, I just think it's. For now, oh, oh,
0: oh, I'm gonna ask. Yeah, I'm gonna ask the question. Do Wait, you if have I turn Zoom
1: somewhere different? I think the light will change. Yeah, hold on. See. Uh, oh, I, the light I, oh I was gonna
0: ask if you had uh, oh, your Zoom settings on 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 enhance my appearance and your video settings.
1: Oh, I don't think so. Hold on, let me have a look. Wait, let's see. Choose video filter. Do I have a filter on? No, I have no filter on. So yeah. Oh, well,
0: you just, look you look radiant.
1: Just just my youthful face. Oh, um. That's... I it's been it's winter,
0: and you haven't been out in the sun.
1: Too. Oh yeah, no, it's not the virtual background. I just changed that. <laughs> We're doing all sorts of visual things here, and nobody can see any of it. But anyway,
0: well, yeah. you, you you look you you look young and radiant. So you must be it must be the good living, huh?
1: Yeah, it must be something like that. You know, children keeping me young, that kind of thing.
0: Sure, sure.
1: <laughs> Anything uh, fun, new, exciting
0: going on in at Inspired EC? You wanna you wanna tell people about before we wrap up? <laughs>
1: fun new and exciting there's lots of oh we've got some new online courses coming out and some new digital resources which is helpful for our friends in the U.S. because we know that shipping costs an absolute fortune no we did have someone from the U.S. recently who bought a whole bunch of stuff though so that was nice but it is really difficult to get things from one side of the world to the other so digital stuff's always helpful so there's lots of that on our website too.
0: Well, that's inspiredec.com oh. if you want.
1: To. Oh, what? And there was something exciting. We had a wallaby at our office yesterday, the day before, Monday. There was a wallaby just outside our office, a wallaby small kangaroo virtually. It's Ooh. in the kangaroo family.
0: Are they as delicious as kangaroo? Uh,
1: I have not checked. Don't oh. intend on checking. Um yeah, oh, well. Okay. This, wallaby, this wallaby looked like maybe it had been eating one of the bush turkeys or something. It was quite plump. Hmm.
0: Well, kangaroo is delicious, and wallabies are cuter than kangaroos. I mean, they just they are, cute. aren't they? Yeah, they so are wallabies cute. are cuter, yeah, and right. my, my theory is that the cuter the animal, the better it tastes. So I'm guessing wallaby is slightly more delicious than kangaroo.
1: Maybe, which makes koala probably super delicious. But again, yeah, but then you'd get gonorrhea time.
0: or syphilis or whatever it is they have.
1: Chlamydia. They have koala Chlamydia. chlamydia. <laughs> it's a real dirty, problem. Dirty,
0: dirty. Those yeah. dirty, dirty koalas. Can you get? Can you get uh, chlamydia from eating koala?
1: I don't know. Nobody actually eats koala, so I that you I know think of. Well, that I know of. So perhaps they do, but yeah, it's it's not recommended. And they're really hard to find, actually. They're very difficult to spot in the wild. So it's it's hard. You'd have to go to like a koala sanctuary, and I don't think they'd appreciate that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You can't just you can't just go around with a <laughs> container of barbecue sauce and grill up a you can't just <laughs> throw a koala on the Barbie.
1: No, you um. can nice use of Australian phrasing.
0: Hey listeners, this has been the Childcare Bar and Grill. I hope you have low standards for this show that you didn't come into this episode with this Nirvana idea of what this episode was going to be because then we fell we fell far short of what you were <laughs> be expecting, probably. Um, <laughs> be realistic. You know what you're gonna get here. Um there was there is barely any genital or poop talk. So that's that's a that's, a, that's a winning episode a as far job. as I'm concerned. This has been the Child Care Bar and Girl podcast, the world's longest running and most prolific early learning podcast. Back soon. Bye-bye. Bye. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production.
1: Oh